one of the leaders in Boston was a prominent Puritan minister by the name of Cotton Mather. Now, I have spoken about Cotton Mather before. He was the one that first published the story of Hannah Dustin, which we spoke about during King William's War. He is also probably most famously known for his part in the Salem Witch Trials. Now, Cotton Mather, he was a fire and brimstone preacher. His grandfather and father were some of the colony's first Puritan ministers, and he was expected to enter the ministry, an expectation that he lived up to. He was a very studious child and read the Bible every day. At the age of 15, he became the youngest Harvard graduate in a century. He quickly made a name for himself and was admired as a preacher. So in 1685, when children in the township of Salem were exhibiting strange fits and accusations of witchcraft began flying, Mathers was called in as a consultant. In addition to praying for them, which included fasting and meditation, he observed their possessions and wrote about them in his book, Memorable Providences Related to Witchcraft and Possessions. Mather stated in his work that immortal souls exist because there are witches and devils. He also stated that witches manifest themselves spectrally, and he was opposed to any psychological explanation for the fits. He felt that persons who admitted to practicing witchcraft were sane, and he counseled against doing magic because of its association with the devil. Mather's contemporary, Robert Califf, was very critical of Mather's, writing, Mr. Cotton Mather was the most active and forward of any minister in the country in those matters, taking home one of the children and managing such integrities with that child, and after printing such an account of the whole in his memorable providences, as conduced much to the kindling of those flames, and in Sir William's time threatened the devouring of this country. 19th century historian Charles Wentworth Upham shared the view that the afflicted in Salem were imitating the Goodwin children, but he put the blame on both Cotton and his father, Increase Mather, writing, They are answerable, more than almost any other men have been, for the opinions of their time. It was indeed a superstitious age, but made much more so by their operations, influence, and writings, beginning with Increase Mather's movement at the Assembly of Ministers in 1681, and ending with Cotton Mather's dealings with the Goodwin children, and the account thereof which he printed and circulated far and wide. For that reason, then, in the first place, I hold those two men responsible for what is called Salem witchcraft. The years preceding the witchcraft hysteria saw many men publicly apologizing for their role in the trials, but not Mather. In fact, for years, he openly called those asking for a public apology as supporters of witchcraft. While Mathers had a reputation as a religious zealot, calling on fire and brimstone, condemning witchcraft, and writing extensively on possession and spectral hauntings, historian Stephen Koss wrote in his book, the fever of 1721 regarding Mather's character. In a sense, Mather's biggest Salem crime was his failure to learn and change, to control his tendencies, to speak and act presumptuously, 
to overstate, exaggerate, show off, and cling unalterably to certain convictions. His inability to correct those flaws and rein in those excesses would shape his life and wrap his legacy. I hope you enjoyed this small history bite from our latest episode, How the 1721 Smallpox Epidemic Changed America. Please consider subscribing to the channel, giving this video a thumbs up, and sharing with a friend.